Jake, do you know what month it is? It's March. This is March. Welcome in to the one and done college <laughs> basketball podcast featuring Jake Huther, Austin Atwood, yours truly, Dan Cooter. My oh my, Jake, you are right. It is March. <laughs> We can't get copyrighted, so we couldn't put the real song. Just kidding. We probably could. No one even listened, so it wouldn't make that much of a difference. But that is right, folks. March is here. And man, oh man, it was quite the weekend. There is a lot to go over. Georgia, my dog, is here to listen to all of it. She's excited it's March, too. I wouldn't. I, I can't blame her. I can't imagine what she's going to be like when she hears all the yelling and screaming oh. going on in this household. I already have like a kind of a visual of where everything's going to go. I'm thinking. Please explain. Yeah, yeah go So ahead. the problem is, I got Fubo TV, mm-hmm. and like I get, I get CBS, but I don't get the Turner channels. Like Fubo doesn't have a partnership with the mm. with the channels. So, last like two weeks ago, I bought CBS All Access, and we get all the channels on CBS All Access. So we could just for do the that. tournament. Yes, oh, okay. I strictly bought it. Yes, yeah, literally because, for the tournament. <clears throat> because so what I, I want is I want one. One TV with, like, CBS on, one with True TV, another one with TNT, and then what's the... TBS. TBS. Just have... So I have this TV, I have another TV, and then I can either put up, like, a monitor or something, and then maybe bring another TV <laughs> over. And then we can just have four TVs cranking. Oh. That'd Sounds be great. Fantastic. That would be an unbelievable That would be setup. great. But anyway... I just, I, I get, like, uh, I like going to a distant, like, place when I start thinking about, like, I was in the shower today, and I was just like, da-da-da-da, I'm like, oh, my God, it's coming. That's what she said. Um, it was great when I woke <laughs> up and opened Twitter today, and the very first thing was a retweet by you, Austin, mm-hmm. of all the game winners in the March Madness from the past. And, An amazing month. You know, oh. my birthday's this month. It's just great. You know, I didn't, I didn't get to enjoy it last year. Didn't get to enjoy it last year. It was stolen. It's taken away from me. <laughs> and I've never seen the kids so depressed before. Uh, I mean, I was pretty yeah. depressed. I mean, I think everyone was. But yeah. our last game, last game I I watched the season was a Big East tilt Saint between Saint John's and was it Creighton? Yeah, I think oh, it was yeah. Creighton. Yeah. Well, they play the first half. Or, or, first half. Because I remember it was weird. They were the only tournament they hadn't canceled. Okay, yeah, they hadn't canceled yet, but it's the only tournament where all the top seeds don't get buys. They have to play in the first round. Oh, so yeah. Remember, Creighton got the first seed because they won the tur- they won the regular season tournament, and they had to play in the first round, which was really weird. And then <laughs> I remember, like, at the people, eleven a.m. tip off, and or... people were telling them to like call the game at like halftime, yeah. and then they played it out. Did they? They, they called it a half. No, they called oh, they it did. A half. They called it a half. That's right. What a debacle that was. They didn't. I remember they called it half, and then they didn't cancel their tournament until like the next day because they were the, like the last ones holding <laughs> yeah. out because they had the tournament at MSG and yeah, they wanted yeah. to keep playing it. They didn't even have fans either. They were like, "We're gonna play it, but just with no fans." And then I remember the pitcher because of the they had just mascots sitting there. It was just hilarious. I remember I remember everyone was like it's going to look so weird without fans and now it's like not even like second nature. Like it's so normal. But we have a lot to get into, so let's not waver anymore. Austin, we can start here. 
I think maybe this is the most important thing that we need to talk about. Finally, we kind of had some movement within the top half of the bracket, especially those number one seeds. They've been stagnant for, I mean, the better part of a month. We've had, you know, Ohio State and Michigan kind of plant themselves along with Baylor and, and uh, Gonzaga on that number one line. We had some significant movement, however, and I think the biggest result was Baylor falling to Kansas. We will get there in a second, but I want to start with Michigan because they swapped places with Baylor on that number one line. They are the second number one seed, if you're following me, behind Gonzaga now. And this comes after Michigan is now 5-0 and coming off of their COVID pause. They beat up on Indiana 73-57, to and I thought, Austin, what I took away from this was both of these teams kind of struggled offensively, but Michigan, just the defense, they just clamped down. They held the Hoosiers to 38% from the field. Trace Jackson Davis only had 10 points. Just, I mean, Michigan finds a new way to win a game every single time out, and I feel like for the last couple of podcasts, we've just raved about this Wolverines team, and they feel like they're the only team that doesn't let us down after we talk about them. No, no, <laughs> yeah, right? Every other team just gets the chiclet, or chiclet. The one and done and They just let us down every single like we'll, we'll rave about. We were raving about Illinois last week, and then they just lost like yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, but yeah, the, Michigan's the one team that doesn't let us down. This game was close in the beginning, and then Michigan's de- defense just picked up. Hunter Dickinson just locked down Trace Jackson Davis. He um he had ten points, shot three of twelve. Um, and Hunter Dickinson just thrived 13 points. And then Isaiah, Isaiah Livers was 16. And Franz Wagner, he had 14 points? I no, he had 21. 20, 21, 21. Had a, a season and, high, 21. Yep, 21. And, but, yeah, their defense really picked up. It was really impressive what they did. They really made Indiana very uncomfortable with their full-court full press and then their half-court defense. The Indiana just had no answer once. Michigan just they went on these spurts runs like ten o ten three something like then, that. I mean that was it. Indiana just could never really cut no. closer than ten. It felt. And like. then if Tra- Tra- uh, Trace Jackson Davis isn't on his game, then where's the scoring going to come from? Nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. And you saw it here, and they only score fifty seven in the game. Indiana, as far as I'm concerned, unless they make a run in the in the Big Ten tournament, is is out. Is out. Yeah. And I've been an Indiana supporter all year, but yeah. Thought they it could just, do it. It mm-hmm. never really came together, and the more games yeah. I watch, the more flaws I kind of pick yeah. out with them. And so they are are firmly out of the tournament unless they're able to do some surprising things in the Big Ten tournament coming up. Um, we don't have to really talk about Michigan anymore because we talk about them enough, as I mentioned, and they've been impressive. They move up um, and swap with a Baylor team who is no longer undefeated. They fall to the Kansas Jayhawks, seventy-one to fifty-eight inside Allen Fieldhouse. Some flaws starting to come through for the Bears. Uh, they kind of looked uh, a little different since coming off of their COVID pause. They squeaked by a very dismal Iowa State team. Had to come back in the second half to win that one. And as mentioned, they fall here. Wasn't really close, 71-58. to Baylor never really looked comfortable throughout the game. And I think what concerns me the most about this Baylor team, Austin, is the fact that they don't really have much time to get back into yeah. form before the tournament starts. Yeah. Because, I mean, when you're in the gauntlet of the Big 12, you're going to get games every, like, what, they play West Virginia tomorrow or yep, tomorrow? Well, they tomorrow. keep having all the good teams on their schedule canceled. Yep, and they have. So they have a lot of games. I mean, I know the Big 12 is a little different because they had that 
pause because of the storms in Texas as well. Mm-hmm. So right. they got a lot of makeup games to get in there before the Big Twelve tournament actually kicks off. Yeah. They have a three-game week to close out the season at uh, West Virginia, home against Oklahoma State, and home against Texas Tech. Wow. Tough, tough three-game stretch I mean, there. Game, there are three games that, I mean, a couple weeks ago we would think they'd easily win, win but, but, you know, they're still trying to find their stride coming off of that pause. And Scott Drew even said it. I mean, he, we don't look right right now. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that need to be corrected. And, like I said, it's just concerning because they're kind of running out of time to, to correct those flaws. Yeah, they were, they were off for, like, about a month. They only practiced, I think, once in that time span, and then they played against Iowa State. Uh, came back in that one, very rusty, and then they played a hot Kansas team right now. That's looking really good, and just the shots weren't falling in this one. The shots they normally make weren't going in. Uh, Jared Butler, one of seven from three-point range. I mean, this is the best three-point shooting team in the nation, and they just weren't on it. They shot six of 26 from three. Um, credit to Kansas defense, though. They showed up, contested every shot, really made it difficult for Baylor. Forced Baylor into foul trouble yeah. pretty early. Yeah. Yeah, and I was going to save Kansas for later, but we can kind of touch on them here. Their resume has greatly improved since they dropped out of the top 25 for yeah. what was the first time in forever that it actually happened. Mm-hmm. And and they and we talked about it at the time. They had a really easy schedule with a couple games against Kansas State and Iowa State to kind of get their confidence back up, and they did just that. They're what are they seven and three in their last ten games, and they have good wins over Oklahoma State, and that win just seems to look a lot better than it did yeah, at the time. And then Texas Tech, and now they have a win over Baylor, and so they're up on the number four line. They're they're a four seed. Yeah, they were what, Jerry like Palm. seven. Yeah, upon I mean, a time yeah. ago. we knew they were going to be in the tournament. We just yeah. thought that they were going to be a lower seed than we're used to seeing them. And out of the Blue Bloods, they're basically the only one that's been able yeah. to really turn it around and, and return to somewhat of the same form. 18-8 and eight overall, 12-6 and six inside a very good Big 12. And the thing, the thing that needs to be remembered with Kansas, they haven't gone on pause like a lot of the teams in that conference that had. That's true. They're yeah. done with their schedule. And I think a lot of people talked about yeah. it. They're going to try and schedule try, another game. Yeah, it, look, another it looks like they did just end up scheduling one against UTEP on Thursday. Okay, yeah, so, so that's just kind of a tune-up. I think yeah. that was more of a – they didn't want to pull a North Carolina and, and yeah, yeah, end up yeah. losing <laughs> the game. <laughs> and, and so they're Just a to game to keep game. the engines going. Yeah. yeah, better than just practicing for yeah, a week a, or whatever There's going to be that delay that you're not used to going into the into the conference tournament. So. Right. You know, Bill Self able to schedule that game, but they're six and eight inside of quad one, and they, and they're what is that eleven and zero in the other three quadrants. So That's it's it's a pretty good, good resume. Yeah. It's come together, and I think it's come together quite quietly because we haven't really talked about Kansas yeah. that much. And another thing, I've been really impressed, and I mentioned this last episode with McCormack. He is really mm-hmm. yeah. coming to his own throughout the season. He has a, a game high twenty points in this one, mm-hmm. and if he continues to play like that. I really think Kansas could be a dark horse come yeah, tournament time. They're going to be underseeded, I think. Oh yeah. I, for for yeah. for lack of play early on in the season, I talked about Texas and how I thought they were going to be underseeded. We'll get to them in a, yeah. in a couple minutes. I don't know about that anymore, but maybe Kansas is going to take their place because it looks like they could move up into the three line mm-hmm. realistically. Depending on what they do in the tournament, that's for sure. And what other teams do, I think as well. Oh, yeah. And so you get a team like Villanova who continues to struggle. Yeah, they could slide. And they could slide in right where right where they are now and Kansas could become a three seed but regardless I think they're definitely going to be underseeded, and I can see them making a run in the tournament yeah 100% and then the other team 
that was knocked off the one line altogether, the Ohio State Buckeyes, in the midst of a three-game losing streak. And those three losses, they suffered to Michigan, Michigan State, and now Iowa, the most recent one on Sunday. And it was a convincing win for the Hawkeyes, 73-57 to is the final. And I think I owe an apology to Iowa, Austin. Uh, yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. Because they, they have... We, you know, we crapped all over them a little bit when they well, were yeah, in their struggles. I and, watched them know. play, and... Their offense was never in question, but it was the defense. And we talked about it right from the get-go, the beginning of the season. But since they gave up 89 points to Ohio State in their loss, they have given up an average of 65 points per game since that. Mm -hmm. And And that's when they got C.J. Frederick back. And that's been an amazing improvement for them. And it complements an elite offensive side that... You know, we've discussed many mm-hmm. times on this podcast, and Luca Garza obviously leads the charge, but you get Joe's we- Joe Wieskamp involved yeah, as really well. He was him. really yeah, good, and he's picked fired. up his play in the second half of the season as well. And so and we can talk about Iowa in a minute, but I guess I'm a little concerned about this Ohio State team. You know, I don't they don't really look like your traditional number one seed, and they kind of get replaced by Illinois now, and it sets up a big matchup with Illinois. Does the winner of that game get the number one seed or uh, I feel like the conference tournament's gonna dictate a little yeah, bit of it's that. Gonna be the ultimate decider there. I you know, Ohio State was one for a while and they looked pretty good, but you know they saved all their good matchups for the latter part of their schedule. Well it wasn't the their end. fault, but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was kinda how but it ended up. How it stacked up there and plus the Big Ten tournament. I mean, their defense right now is really concerning me a little bit. They're giving up a lot of points. They don't have big men to yeah, down was, low. Yeah, they can't handle big men. The last <laughs> they're very small. Yeah. They're, I don't think people get that, but they're a very small team. And, you know, when you're playing through Liddell, who is, I guess, not your traditional big, big man, man. Yeah. I mean, he is a very good scorer, but he, you know, we've talked about it multiple times. Some of the other centers in that league, they can bully you around. Hunter Dickinson, Luca Garza. Uh, Kofi Coburn, it's a tough league, especially for an undersized team like the Buckeyes. And like you mentioned, this brutal back half of their schedule is kind of they're getting all the bigs. It's starting to rear its ugly head. And as you mentioned, you're getting all the big centers. And Michigan State, Aaron Henry, we went off that game. Jake's boy, Jake's been playing well, picking it up when they need to get Kofi Coburn this week. Yeah, good luck dealing with him. (laughs) And I don't know if Io Desumu is going to play in that game. But if he comes back, I like Illinois' chances of winning that yeah. as of now. If you're Illinois, do you just have Iowa sit out this last game and then I just think wait until the conference to tournament? I think yeah. they're saying it's up to him. He's day-to-day, I think. But I'm sure he'll play. Yeah. If, if you know He'll want to play, but it's you know up to how they feel. Because if they lose to Ohio State, I mean, it's not the end of the world, of course, but obviously it's a game you'd want to win heading right. into the Big Ten tournament. Right. Yeah, and then you have an Iowa team that was very up and down and is kind of coming to their own. I mean, they've mm-hmm. figured out a new way to win games, playing better defense. Yeah. And they are 18-7, and 12-6 inside the Big Ten, 5-6 and six in quad one, and they have one quadrant two loss. They are firmly on the two line as of now. There's a very stay. outside chance they could get to a one seed. Yeah, I think they'll stay along the, along the two line. Yeah, so you have Baylor, Gonzaga, and Michigan who are pretty much firmly locked onto the one line as of now. I mean, I guess you could say Gonzaga and Michigan are. Baylor, with that schedule that we talked about, 
I mean, realistically, they could go over three this week, and, yeah. and next thing you know, you have Illinois, Alabama, maybe West Virginia, West Virginia. Yeah. If I mean, if West Virginia beats uh-huh. Baylor, that's going to boost their resume up. So there's still a lot of movement up there at the top, whether we really want to believe it or not. I mean, Gonzaga's obviously your one seed as of now. It doesn't look like they're going to drop a game. Knock on wood. <laughs> but with that being said, you have Gonzaga and Michigan and. Oh, my dog heard me knocking on the wood. <laughs> but uh, it, it's definitely open there for those two number one seeds. I think Michigan holds on to that. to that, And then you have Baylor, Illinois, Ohio State, and a bunch of those guys, including Iowa, that, that could fight for that, for that fourth number one seed. Moving on, we can get into kind of more of the juicier stuff here in the mid part of the bracket. What was that, Austin? Baylor, West Virginia, 5 o'clock. What? What's going on? Early. Oh, Tuesday. Early tip. Oh, man. That is an early tip. At least it's on ESPN, not ESPN+. Yeah, Plus. true. <laughs> <laughs> so there's plenty of other teams that are comfortably in the field, but there was a little bit of shuffling of seeding throughout the weekend. Ooh. Texas and Texas Tech. This is the first game I want to get into. I'm very concerned about this Longhorns team, Austin. I just say that because... They lose on the road in Lubbock, 68-59 to is the final. I personally don't think Texas Tech is a very good team. I don't have much confidence in them at any position, but they just kind of You're going to disrespect Mac like that? I am, because, I mean, (laughs) he, I think, in that conference, teams have figured out that he's their main weapon, their main scorer, and so he's, he's been taken away greatly in the back half of this season. And with that being said, Texas just really had no answer for the Red Raiders in this game. They could not score. And I honestly maybe gave Texas one too many passes. Yeah, we've been pushing it off like, ah, you know, we're not worried about Texas. They'll be fine after every close loss that they've had. And I'm officially worried. I'm I'm officially worried. Because, I mean, they've been losing all... all these like close games at home, and they go to Texas Tech, kind of get get owned in this one. Well, they get that win against Kansas, yeah. and you think like, okay, like they figured it out, figured yeah. it out, you know. But obviously, they haven't. And what are they a fifth seat, five, five seat? Uh, they're a four seat according to Jerry Palm as of now. That could easily go down to a five. Mm-hmm. I would probably have them closer on the five line. He has. He has Texas Tech as a five seed as well. That's a little generous. Yeah, it's generous. I mean, he's got Oklahoma on the six line. I think Oklahoma is is deserving yeah. of a higher seed than Texas Tech as of now. They both have five quad one wins, and it's funny because a lot of those Big 12 teams, you know, they, they've kind of beaten up on each other. And so yeah. you have Texas on the four line. They, they have four quad one wins. They're four and seven in quadrant one. So they have less wins than Texas Tech and, and I Oklahoma. I believe Texas Tech swept Texas on the year. Jake, you could look into that, but I'm pretty yeah, sure I'm they beat them. Sure I'm pretty that, sure they beat them twice. They did. Yes, Texas oh. Tech. Texas Tech swept them this year. Yeah, they both have uh, one quadrant one opponent left. Texas plays Oklahoma, and then Texas Tech has Baylor, and then both of them also have games against Iowa State and TCU this week. Yeah. Texas goes a dismal 17 of 49 for the field in this one. They only get 49 shots up, which is very concerning in itself. 
Austin, you'll like this one. Guess what? Texas lost by nine. Do you know how many field, uh, free throws they missed? It was ugly. So um, they lost by nine. How many free throws did they miss? This is an it's, easy it's question. A What's the math? Come on. Ten. Nine, Austin! <laughs> well, maybe if they, you know, made ten. Nine. So they lose by nine, and they miss nine, nine. shots from the charity stripe. And as mentioned, Texas currently a four seed. Texas Tech is a five seed. I think uh, Texas could definitely fall down even more. Without a doubt, uh, yeah, if they don't pick it up. Before we get the selection Sunday. Some other teams going in the wrong direction currently in the field. I did just want to add real quick. They could possibly, if they keep losing, be the seven seed and play in the you know opening round of the Big 12 tournament. Texas, that is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's kind of a... Uh, Oh, there are seven teams like, that are going to uh, they're tournament bound in yep, that league, yep. and but they they'll, can, they'll have to play in the opening round. And they it's can like end up Texas Tech, Texas, and was it Oklahoma State? And Oklahoma probably. They're all they're yeah, all yeah, yeah, right yeah. around each yeah. other, right? Yep. Yeah. So that yeah, so you got Oklahoma at nine and six in the Big Twelve. Texas Tech is seven and seven, and Oklahoma State is nine and six, and Texas is eight and six, and then Kansas, who we mentioned, hasn't. And paused it all. Mm-hmm. It's twelve and six, yeah. so that vaults them up. Are they ahead of Baylor, Jake? Uh no, because of the postponements they're doing. They're, I think some are doing an off win percentage, so technically Baylor's still in first. So Baylor's ten and one in the Big Twelve yep. now. Kansas is third in the Big Twelve, but West Virginia's second. They're ten and four. Okay, thank you, Jake. Yep. Other teams going in the wrong direction in the tournament right now. Austin, Tennessee, they stink. They Dead lost to, to Auburn. Done. And they didn't even have Shreve Cooper, who was their best player. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Tennessee is down on the seven line now. They when we talked about them two weeks ago, and when the they first were, top sixteen came out, they were a four seed, <laughs> yeah. a four seed. And now, I mean, they're in the tournament, but they could drop down as far as a nine. They're they're dead to me. They're done. No matter who they play, I'm picking them to lose. So yeah, and it, no, this no has faith, been no trust. This has been ongoing for a very long time. They have a lot of ugly losses. I I don't even have time to go over all of them. <laughs> they're nine and seven in the SEC, five and five in quad one, and they have two losses in quad two. The resume, when you look at it, 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 it with the numbers, twenty two in the net, it really doesn't look that bad, but. When you watch them play, you realize that they're not a very good team. Yeah. Did you watch the end of the first half of that? No, I didn't. Why would I watch I tuned, I tuned, I tuned into it, and for some reason, with uh, two seconds left, they had uh, Pons and Fulkerson trying to bring the ball up the floor. And Pons turned around and called a timeout with .2 seconds left on the clock. Pons doesn't deserve to be exposed like that. Barnes was none too pleased at no. all. None too pleased. No, so the Vols are definitely struggling they were 25 in the AP polls. They'll surely drop out. Another team is going to drop out of the polls. Wisconsin Badgers, man. They are still 25, Dan. They're Somehow still in. they're still in. I don't man. get it. They're getting the Tennessee treatment. They, they I feel are. like Tennessee they should have they they just refused to They're like them. neck and neck for longest overdue, longest. <laughs> overdue fallout of the – this is why at this point in the year, I mean, I don't – I feel like reluctant to even put the top 25 next <laughs> right. to their name because it – I don't. I stopped. It really doing it. doesn't matter. It's more based on where you're seated currently in the tournament, according mm. to the bracketologist, than I am concerned about your AP poll rating. I mean, a quick tangent here: Oklahoma was ranked number seven in the nation, and they were six seed, according to Jerry Collins. <laughs> like, I mean, is that even more? It's wild to me that 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 that, that stuff happens, and 
for Wisconsin, they lose to Illinois, and they didn't even have Io DeSumo. So, I mean, Tennessee and Wisconsin are, like, in the same boat here where they can't even beat teams that are down their best player. They're 6-4 and four in their last 10. They are a 7 seed as well, along with Tennessee. And, I mean, their resume is disgusting. 3-8 and eight in quad <laughs> one, and, and then... They can't beat anyone good in the Big Ten right now. They can't Some beat anyone, anyone, period. I mean, it, it has been ugly for Wisconsin... I really under I, I it's it's hard for me to understand what has happened to this team in the in the latter half of the season, Austin, because every time I watch them, it's it's painful offensively. Mm-hmm. Not as bad as Tennessee, but it's yeah. still not good. No, and like so, in this game against Illinois, literally Illinois did what Wisconsin should have done. Like what, use all, the big yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My God, they Illinois outscored them thirty four to twenty in the paint, and then. Wisconsin shot 10 of 31 from three. That's 32%. And then Illinois, you know, without Io DeSumo, just, you know, went to their strength, which is the big man, Kofi Coburn, and they shot five and nine from three. You know, not too much, not too little. Just like <laughs> an, efi- perfect amount, an efficient man. five and nine. Like, I don't understand why Wisconsin just can't figure it out. It's like it's- Greg Gard didn't adapt when all these Big Ten teams realized that they were more of a three-point shooting team like the the game against Michigan they went to down low maybe like for about a solid three possessions and then they were like well let's you go know, back to the three and, yeah god and then the, there's no the adaptation from, like the free throw line like just get in there take it to the get in there <laughs> come on oh man yeah I don't like this team man I'm almost tempted to go along with my Tennessee pick and just have them. You know, every year, one of these teams that's cold going into the tournament somehow, like, wins a couple of games that we really weren't expecting. I mean, I think a lot of it is matchup. You have to look at the matchup and see how they're going to fare. But, I mean, I don't know what what to expect out of Wisconsin. That's the thing is there's no trends with them. And they're just a terrible shooting team. They're just not <laughs> yeah. good. And, yeah. and so it's it, I'm with you, Austin. I find it very hard to believe that I'm going to pick them to win, win a game, game. come tournament yeah. time. Just based on what we've seen, it's they, ugly. They only had ugly. five more votes who this does, week uh, than BYU to be ranked. Palm have them projected to play in the tournament? Oh, um, let me look that up for you real quick. Uh, Colorado State oh. is a 10 seed. We'll get to Colorado State in a little bit. They're, uh, they're an interesting story. Uh, another team going in the wrong direction, USC. They've lost three of four since having their seven-game winning streak snapped by Arizona. Mm-hmm. They didn't mix in a good win over Oregon, but they lost to Colorado and Utah this past week. And they finished the season with two challenging games against Stanford and UCLA. They are currently a number seven seed. They jumped all the way up as high as a number four seed when they were on that seven-game winning streak. I've caught a couple more USC games that I had at the beginning of the season. I don't really. I don't know. I don't think they play through Evan Mobley enough, personally. No. They take a lot of contested shots and, you know, just get it to them down low. Kind of like Wisconsin, get it to them. <laughs> yeah, and the game, I can't remember who they were playing. I think it was against Arizona when they ended up losing. They went on a good stretch there. Evan Mobley. He had two points in the first half, and he had, like, 19 points in the second half because he just started taking over the game. Mm. And I didn't realize how big he is. He's seven feet tall. Yeah, he's he is huge. a lengthy... Big boy. Lengthy big boy, yeah. and He's not small. <laughs> no, he's not small. That is a, that is a great stat. Um, but 
I just wish they would use him a little bit more when that's I think the main thing that I take away when I watch them. And I think you were pretty high on USC a couple weeks ago. Yeah, they, they were looking really good. Since yeah, they, then. yeah, they you know were one of the teams when they released the top <clears throat> sixteen. You know that could have snuck in. Could have snuck Tennessee, in as a they four. Snuck yeah, in over Missouri. Them. You know, yeah. Um, God. Yeah. So USC's on the seven line now. And that, that man, that bunch of teams on the seven line, Wisconsin, USC, Tennessee, and Rutgers. And Rutgers is currently getting blown out by Nebraska. <laughs> I It was like a 15-point lead for Nebraska last time I looked. So In Pinnacle? In, it's got to be in Pinnacle. Yeah. yeah, it is in Pinnacle. Yeah. I mean, that's the only reason Nebraska would be able to win. So, um, yeah, USC, the resume is not bad. There's three quadrant two losses in there. That's a little sketchy. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned, big week coming up for them. They got home games against Stanford and UCLA. They win those two. They could probably propel them up maybe as a six seed. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll see what happens with the Trojans. Villanova, man, I don't know what's going on with these guys. They get blown out by Creighton two weeks ago, and now they lose to Butler. Butler is a strange team, man. Butler has sucked this year, mm-hmm. and they've got a couple really good wins on their resume. Yeah. Not that it's going to matter, yeah, but yeah. it's... It it's, shows they can beat some teams, and yeah, you know, maybe they can make very, a Cinderella in the Big East tournament. They're a very good defensive team, and Villanova struggled against them. They're a number three seed as of now, after really being a two seed for a majority of the season. And as we mentioned, they could fall even more if they're not careful here. They have a thin resume, Dan. They do. It's, yeah. And we and does it feel like we barely talk about yeah, them? There's yeah. a couple teams on here mm-hmm. that really. They they slip through the cracks. Yeah, is a good way I could. Villanova well, is one of them. Yep. I think Houston is another one where oh, we. Yeah. I, I feel like we yeah. never talk about yeah. Houston on this podcast no. because they they play in a shit league. Yeah, <laughs> and they really. I mean, they're four in the net, which is wild to me. Houston, they only have two quadrant one wins. Villanova's eleven in the net. They only have two quadrant one wins as well, and they have a quad two loss now to Butler. Butler. They're two and three in the quad one. They don't even have a winning record in the quad one. And they went on pause, and I think that was right around the time that we just really didn't talk about them. And then they came Mm -hmm. off of it, and I really have not been impressed with what I've seen from Villanova. And yet, you almost feel like they're getting the benefit of the doubt up on that three line as of now. Probably their name rings bells a little bit. Like, the Butler game, my God, man. They were... Awful. They've been awful defensively the last like five games or so, and they shot two of twenty seven. Two of twenty seven, Dan, from three. Did they really? Yeah. Oh my god. Two of twenty. These yucking threes. I can't live. Stand that. I can't stand die by it. And they only scored one basket in the final seven minutes of the oh, first it half. Like it. Yeah. Oh my god. And then Butler of, went on a sixteen to three run to start the second half. Lots of defensive breakdowns. I mean, Butler was just. Finding the holes, getting easy baskets. It's almost seemed like they couldn't stop them. And Butler, just a lower end team in the Big East, just destroying, dismantling Villanova. Yeah, I that, don't know. That's a strange one. I, I don't really know what to make of it. Um, they have Creighton again yep, this week. Yep, they have another game against Creighton. And. Is Creighton, it lost, Creighton? Creighton lost to Xavier over the weekend. We'll yeah. touch on it's that. Home. Yeah, they, they had to go to Creighton when they lost. They got blown out by yeah. Creighton. Yeah, they lost yep. by 16. I, I think that's a good benchmark for, for Villanova more than Creighton. I, I feel like I know who Creighton is a little bit more than Villanova. Yeah. And I don't think Villanova knows who they are. They, no. 
Yeah. I don't really think they have an identity. And they don't have any real star players either. Yeah. We thought, you know, they'd go through Jeremiah Robinson Earl, but that hasn't been the case. No, no. And I saw, like, a couple weeks ago, Jay Billis was saying he thinks Robinson Earl's, like, the best defender, like, in the country. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Maybe he could be a better shooter, too. <laughs> yeah, right. He goes on a lot of, like, three-game spurts, I've noticed, of, like, solid scoring, and then he'll go, like, three games cold. Yeah. And then uh, another team here really sputtering of late is Missouri. Yeah, they just keep and losing. And what did I say? They were dead to me after that. Missouri. Gambling weekend. I had them. What They were a top-15 team that I said wouldn't finish in the top 25 at the end of the season. Yes. It sure does not look like that as of now. They've lost four of five since that signature win over Alabama, and that includes two losses to Ole Miss, a loss to Arkansas, and a gross one to Georgia. Ugh. 80 to 70, so it wasn't even that close. And they had their game against AM postponed on Saturday. Good thing. They get to go to Florida, <laughs> and then they have to play LSU at home which are not easy games. Yeah. Two teams that are fighting... Is Florida... What, what, what's up with Florida? Good. I think they're good. I it, think they're in. I, that's another team that I, I feel like we they, barely talk yeah. about. I mean, Florida is a six seed as of now, so they're firmly wow. in the tournament. I would have guessed otherwise. Jerry but. has Missouri as a six seed as well, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jerry Palm has them as a six about, seed as well. What about LSU? They oh, well, s- we'll get to them. Okay, okay. We will get to okay. LSU. They are a strange case. Okay. They are a strange case, Austin. Missouri's resume, it's it's a strange one because they have six quad one mm-hmm. wins, yeah. but they're 47 in the net. Just a lot of bad losses. Yeah. And they have three quadrant two losses. And you, and you stack it up against a Florida resume – that has four quad one wins, two quad two losses, and they have a quad three loss as well, but they're 26 in the net compared to a 47 for Missouri. And as the kids like to say, that the computers just don't like Missouri. <laughs> no, they, yeah, they don't. They, they don't. <laughs> I can't tell you why, but they just don't. And, I mean, 7-7 seven and seven in the SEC is probably a good indicator of, yeah. of why. And I talk about how... Tennessee continues to rack up these gross losses inside that conference. Missouri has done the exact same thing. I just think that Missouri has kind of been a little more up and down, but Mm. I mean, down down lately, four or five, and you get swept by Ole Miss, who was kind of teetering on the bubble, not anymore, but it's not good to see that. And. I, I mean, Missouri is obviously going to be into the tournament, but they're another, another one of these teams that what confidence do you have on that line? I bet they, they get look, like an 8 9 I'll look up for you now who, uh, who they could be projected to play. Where is it? UNC, I saw. UNC? Well, not looking like it right about now. <laughs> oh, yeah, North Carolina. Yeah. Wow. Which would be a, just a gross matchup. Okay. Strange. <laughs> That does not feel like a six eleven matchup at all. No. That's a, that that's not, that feels like a pick'em game. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't even know who to no, take. I w- it's March. <laughs> that well, smells like an eight nine game. Just toss a coin and now, see what I happens. I don't know what that actually smells like, but I I can smell it too. It's yeah. it's a pugnant. Smells like shit. Yeah, it, <laughs> it smells like ours. <laughs> We can get back to some more positive notes here. Oh, I love that. Some teams surging that 
A couple teams that we'll talk about here. We mentioned Kansas, so I'll leave them off of this. Mm-hmm. Teams that were on the bubble that I think are officially off of it. Maryland, yep. I think, is comfortably into In, the field yep. now. They continue to get some some good wins um, and improve their case to be in the tournament. They beat a Michigan State team that was surging at the yeah. time on Sunday, and they moved up to a number eighteen or eight seed, I should say, in Jerry Palm's bracket. And a couple weeks back, we were talking about yeah, Maryland. We're discussing it. Do yeah. we have them in or out of the tournament? And ever and since then, they've just won, taking care exactly, of business. Exactly, exactly, taking care of business. Yeah. That is the best way you can put it. it none, no games, as the kids like to say, that are going to bolster your resume but could hurt your resume. Yeah. And those are the games you have to win. Maryland took care of business, and the Terps are firmly in the field yeah. as, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's it. We don't have to, yeah, no, we don't have to talk about Keep Maryland Keep taking care anymore. of business. Keep winning. You'll San be fine. Diego State, another team that is safely oh, into the tournament, and they are red hot. Ten wins in a row for them. They sweep a Boise State team. I love Boise State's jerseys, by the way. Okay, I thought you were going to say you love <laughs> Boise State <laughs> uh-huh. because we'll talk about them a little bit later. They are teetering, yeah. teetering now. We thought the Broncos were firmly in the field. Now San Diego State, they've kind of taken their place atop the Mountain West. Yep. We have barely talked about this Aztecs team this year, and they're obviously not getting the notoriety that they had last year when they were going to be a number one seed, which yep. is crazy to think about now. <laughs> and I don't think, I don't think that San Diego State's undefeated this year, but it sure feels they like be. it. They might. They, they could. <laughs> But this Aztecs team, Austin, enlighten us a little bit about oh them. Oh my God! If they played, if they played the defense that they played Thursday night against Boise State, that first half, oh my God, they could like. Now it should be prefaced: Boise State's offense. Yeah, is it really was. It was re- really, yeah, it was really bad. But I mean, nineteen God, points. They, were, they held. They held them nineteen, 19 points, points in the first half. Yeah. They, they just defended everything. Boise State couldn't penetrate in the. That's what she said. Get in the paint. Um, you know, shots weren't falling. They're contesting everything. This team could be a real problem. Uh, and they they're gonna end up getting underseeded. Yeah. Because they have well, maybe they, that's the buzz term of this of this tournament is getting, teams getting underseeded. Because San Diego State was kind of outside of the tournament in the first half of the season and it was a really I think it was a slow burn for them to get in. And now that they have kind of caught fire it's a little late in the season. They're a number nine seed. I don't know how much they can really move up. They're 18 in the net, so the, the computers love them. Yeah. The computers really do like them. And the thing with them is they don't have a quad one win, but the Mountain West is They're playing is just, good competition. They're, they are, and, and that's the thing that really pisses me off about the quadrants is, yeah. one... They're constantly switching. Uh-huh. Like you have a quad one win and, that but, keeps oh, moving to a quad two yeah. win like every week. And so, I don't know how much you can really bank on that, but the Mountain West Conference is a very strong conference and mm-hmm. has up, upwards of four teams that could possibly yeah. get into the field. And Boise State being one of them, they yeah. completely dismantled them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, as you'd like to say, what have you done for me lately? Yeah, yeah. And they have been very good as of late, and so I think they're a team that we need to keep our eye on come tournament time. We talked about Kansas. They're surging as of late up to a number four seed. How about those Arkansas Razorbacks? Jake. 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 Would you like to make an official apology? No. 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 I told him. He's doubling down. Standing by my words. What I said. I stand by them. 
I think the fans should be thanking you. Dude. They really you, should you be. Really, uh, they really should. You really sparked them. I know they came back at us. It the is. Other day. Oh, they came it back. They came back hard. We have the, for the amount of listeners that we have, which is not many. The amount of people that came at Jake's neck oh. from—I didn't even know Arkansas had basketball fans. I didn't either when I replied, but then <laughs> there were like loyal, ten of them that they got came. Loyal fans, yeah. they do came flying at my throat. Like, I'm naive to this, but Arkansas was like really good at basketball in the '90s, and I like maybe I sound stupid saying that, but like they just like fell off a cliff apparently, <laughs> and Eric Musselman apparently is returning into the glory land. And it's funny because we talked about them at the beginning of the year and we were like, they're 9-0 in non-conference. Like, maybe they're good this year. And then they started 0-5 in quad one and we were like, this team is just the same as they usually are. They scheduled terribly out of conference and then... Man, they had just come to life. Haven't been anyone good in the SEC. They have now. Yeah, that's when I said it. And then one of their their fans after they uh, won the other night after they beat LSU, he uh, literally, like, within 10... Alabama. Alabama. No, but he replied after yeah, the yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he. Well, it makes no sense his statement, but he came back literally like twenty minutes after the game ended and says, uh, "We have beaten two top ten teams now," which makes <laughs> so <laughs> two top they, ten teams this month. And then, so. and then the kind lady who answered or responded to the "You guys haven't beaten anyone yet." That was sent like February 9th, back when they Auburn was yes. their best win. She was like. What are you talking about? Or something like that. Yeah. And then I had to kindly respond. Oh, I kindly responded. At first, their defenses were nothing. They just kept showing the picture of how they were higher than Kentucky, uh, <laughs> which meant nothing this season. So, so I was like, you have no foot to stand on. But then they're stepping on your neck while yeah. they're at it. Yeah. Yeah. Then they're they went calling. on to beat they're Missouri, walking. Florida, <laughs> Alabama, and LSU. So, yeah, Arkansas. I mean, I'm not going to say we left them for dead, but we kind of did. Yeah. They just seemed like they couldn't beat anyone good. It's because they pulled the same shit they had last year. They were nine and zero. Had oh God, I didn't know you had were a bad so non-conference. Arkansas, easy non-conference. So they get blown out by LSU and Alabama. They've gone nine of ten since, including wins over those those two very teams, and they have skyrocketed all the way up to a number three seed. <laughs> that I, I, that, that part is nuts. <laughs> that part I. Like I can't fathom, we and I, I actually just noticed that today. When I'm like, I'm, is Arkansas a three seed now? It, it, unbelievable! They're five and four in quad one. They have one quad two loss, and then they're good in the other two quadrants. They're eleven and four in the SEC, a six game winning streak currently, and they have propelled up to nineteen in the net. So, the resume has really come together in the back yeah. half of the season for Arkansas, and. I think they're going to get overseeded a little bit, if I'm being completely honest with you. But that's no disrespect to Arkansas. I just feel like maybe are we overvaluing them just a, just a tad? But then you look around at who they're hanging there with. I don't really think there's anyone that, that I can see that I would that I would place over them. Yeah, right. I like the because resume. They keep and, losing, and, they keep winning. Exactly. I like the resume for where they're standing. And so... I don't really see any reason for taking them off of the the three line for as much as I want to say we're overvaluing them. Um, They're there with Florida State, Villanova, and Houston. I was going to say Kansas is maybe the one team. and At least on the floor floor line. Oklahoma State is there on that four line as well. And we can talk about the Cowboys now. Oh, yeah. They are a very good team. And Mm -hmm. I think along with... San Diego State, I called them a slow burn. I think Oklahoma State has been a very slow burn. Mm-hmm. It, it started oh, off, yeah. there was a lot of hype around Cade Cunningham in the beginning of the season. 
this team's not going to be in the tournament. They're going to get sanctioned by the NCAA. That hasn't happened. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. So with every week that passes, it's becoming more of reality. Oklahoma State is clearly going to be in the field, and they're going to be a team to be reckoned with. They're Mm -hmm. a four seed as of now. They beat up on Oklahoma. They get them again tonight in Stillwater now. Kate Cunningham is a force. He's got a couple of side parts with him, but the main thing is, I mean, I think Cunningham can carry them to any to any win yeah. against any team, maybe outside of of, of Gonzaga and, he's, and Michigan. He's played very well these last couple games too. I mean, yeah. what we were a couple weeks ago, he was very inefficient. You know, still yeah. putting up points, but you know, in the Texas game, he had a couple turnovers that he still makes boneheaded yeah, mistakes, yeah, and yeah. he made another one at the yeah, end of the game yeah. where. Oklahoma ties it, he dribbles it up the floor, and he just forces things at the ends of games, and that's, he's a freshman. Mm-hmm. He dribbles it into an Oklahoma defender's feet, the ball bat, it bounces into the backcourt, and then they go to overtime, and they luckily end up winning it. But besides that, I mean, he has been he has been their X factor yeah. through the majority of the season. How many did he have? Did he end up with 38? 40. 40. 40. He got the 40. Okay. 40 and 11 rebounds. Impressive. Impressive stuff from the freshman. Mm-hmm. Cowboys are for real. Who's not, not just pull him. up their schedule real quick? I know that they get Oklahoma tonight. They're another one of those teams that has a coming up. Baylor, Baylor Thursday and uh, at Baylor Thursday. I'm fascinated, <laughs> fascinated to and see then how they do against Baylor at West Virginia on Saturday. So that could be another tough oh. one. So I mean, all those Big Ten teams they got tough schedules the yeah. last the last week of the season because they all got to make up games against each other, and so. I'm really interested to see how Oklahoma State fares against against Baylor. They haven't played this year, right? Did they? No, I don't. I, I don't I think, think they, they did. did. I think they did. Maybe they did. I think it was. Uh, yeah, Baylor beat Oklahoma State back without, in January '81 and '66. Because Cade was on like COVID uh, protocol. Or yes. What was the score? Eighty-one to sixty-six. Yes. They, no, Cade Cunningham. Oklahoma that game. State's a completely different team now, mm. as far as I'm concerned, and so is Baylor. <laughs> so I mean. I, I definitely give Oklahoma State a, a fighting chance in that game. And I, I I really hope that Oklahoma rebounds and wins tonight because I really like Oklahoma. I think mm. they're a great team. They, they had a tough loss they, against Kansas State the other they, night. Yeah, well. that's what worries me is they hadn't had that hiccup that we've seen from a lot of the top mm. teams, and it finally happened against Kansas State, who was miserable. They are terrible. And so I'm really hoping that they rebound against Oklahoma State tonight. Yeah. Don't want to go into a tailspin. So I actually didn't put this team on here, but I honestly don't think we've talked about them once this entire season, and I think it needs to be addressed. Clemson Ooh, is a four okay. seed right now, according to really? Gary Pong. Wow, okay. And they are one of these teams that has just been taking care of business. They have wins against Miami and Wake Forest. They held Wake Forest to 39 points. Yeah, they, are not, they are not a good offensive <laughs> team, but their yeah, defense, defense, they are a top five defensive team in the nation. And they continue to flex those muscles every game. And they have wins against North Carolina and Georgia Tech in the month of February. Mm-hmm. They're undefeated in the month of February, mind you. They were because February is over. Because what month is it, Jake? It's March. Okay. <laughs> and then they beat Cuse as well. So... It's not the best competition in the world, but they've taken care of business. They did have two games postponed during the month, but I, I honestly I don't really watch many Clemson games because they're not fun to watch, but I think they're a team that we need to really discuss come tournament time. They beat Louisville fifty four to fifty, so that's a 
impressive win. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they went through that stretch where they lost to Virginia, Georgia yeah, Tech, and Florida State. three-game stretch. So then... It was right after they got ranked. Yes. Yeah, so that... It, it was right after... So they beat Florida State earlier on. And they have wins against Alabama, Maryland, uh, Purdue. Like, their uh-huh. resume is way better than I think we're, we're giving credit to. Yep. And so... I think Clemson's a team we need to really start discussing as the scene the season starts to starts to wind down. Very true, very true. And they got they got they got two guys, Amir Sims and uh, John Newman, who can really score the basketball. And they play great defense. Also, it's just a matter of because we talk about how these teams play, they play great defense, but they struggle to score the basketball. Yeah. Will Will Clemson yeah. be able to continue to do that? I don't know, we'll man. See. I mean, there's I mean, some, we see Virginia do it. Some we really see, low scoring There are some games in here, like when Jake just mentioned when they got ranked, and w- there was some buzz kind of around them. Yep. They lost eighty-five to fifty to Virginia, which is, yep. if the folks out there that don't have a calculator, that's thirty-five points. <laughs> they lost, they lost to to who? To Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. Yeah, Virginia scored eighty-five <laughs> points. It, it's just like doesn't make any sense because like, for as good defensively as they've been, and you mentioned they had that. Just disgusting three game stretch where they lost to Virginia by thirty five. They lose to Georgia Tech eighty three to sixty five. We will get to the Yellow Jackets in a minute because that is a very big win and it's getting it's getting to it's looking like a better win with every win that Clemson gets. And then they lose to Florida State eighty to sixty one. And then they got back on track, as I mentioned, in that great win fifty four to fifty over Louisville. <laughs> but Clemson, I, I Honestly, at that time, I thought they were just going to wither away, and they've kind of rebounded. And as we mentioned, they have some quality wins on their schedule. Quietly winning games. Oh, no, very quietly. Yeah. As quietly as you possibly can. <laughs> All right. I got I to gotta catch my breath here because we got a, a lot of bubble teams to talk about. We're going to talk about every single team that is seated between eight and outside of the bracket Whoa, right now. I love it. We're going to rapid fire it. We're not going to spend that much time on them. Some of them we're going to have to spend a little bit more time. I think when we get closer to the bubble, we're going to have to spend some time on them. Austin, I'm going to run down the list here for you. We'll have to cut it quick, though, because we're getting close to the time frame of 60 minutes. So, so? Okay. Sorry. Thought we were just gonna. We can't that. go over sixty minutes. Yeah, no, Jake, are you no, putting a, we can't. a time cap on? That's what we had to do last week. We had to stop okay. at sixty yeah, and right. we started. Just let okay. me know when we okay. get close, Jake. Yeah, I want a little hand signal. Hand. You know, something Sorry. like that. Or, yeah, something like. <laughs> <laughs> what are we gonna do? All right, we'll start. Bubble teams that greatly helped their case this past week. I will start Austin with UConn. They took care of business. They beat Georgetown and Marquette. They go to Seton Hall. They have another game against Georgetown to close out the season. They're an eight seed as of now. I think they're a little closer to the bubble than Jerry mm-hmm. Palm has I them. Joe Lenardi has them, I think, a next four out. Jake, can you vet that for me? Joe Lenardi's doing this weird thing where he updates his bracket on Twitter instead of the website now. It's really hard to keep up with, but I think UConn if they take care of business as they did this past week, they are into the field. I agree. You have to beat Georgetown. You have to beat Marquette right now. You know, they're taking care of business against teams that they should beat. They're Book in. Knight's back. Yep. He needs Book to stay back. healthy. I think they could they could get into the second weekend if Book Knight plays the way that he has throughout the season. Joel Nardi has him as a last four bye. Okay. Okay. BYU. They've won four in a row. They're pretty much a lock. Mm-hmm. Got to put them on the right side of the bracket, though, because they can't play on Sunday. You... <laughs> <laughs> Did you Not know this, even Austin? Kidding. I know it. It's yeah. unbelievable. Uh, 
Did you see what they're doing this year? I kind of like it. I kind of like it. We <laughs> didn't do. talk about it, but one side's all home. all one side plays one day, and then the other side yes. plays the next day. Yeah. I like it that way. It, yep. it it's a mind fucking itself that I gotta like. Look two in games my bracket. play from this from this region, <laughs> oh, and then, then we'll like, go to the bottom here. It's I, I mix think it up over there. Keep it yes, the way that yes. it is. Keep it the way that it is. I think it's a much more digestible way to watch games. Would you agree? Yeah. Okay. But uh, yes, going to BYU, they've challenged themselves in the non-conference. They've challenged. Won some, yes. Yep. They won some games. Um, they're taking care of business in the Mountain uh, West Coast Conference. I know. I get it mixed up all the time. Um, did they used to be in the Mountain West? I think they did. Yeah. And they yeah, switched yeah, to the yeah. West Coast. Um, you know, their only loss, I believe, is to Gonzaga. I think they're a lock. They're two teams get I, in. I like two, keeping your hand like that. <laughs> two teams get in out of the West Coast Conference. Okay. They lost. They were swept by Gonzaga, and then they also lost. They split with Pepperdine, so they lost by three to Pepperdine earlier in the season. So they only got you nineteen and five, ten and three in the West Coast Conference, three and three in Quad One, five and two in Quad Two. They are a eight seed, according okay. to Jerry Palm. Louisville, they got a must win over Duke. Huge win. They push the Blue Devils out of the field. They move in. They vault themselves up to a number eight seed. I had them right on the cusp of mm-hmm. being out after they got absolutely demoralized by North Carolina. This North Carolina team that we're watching right now. Yep. Who is losing to Syracuse right now. We will get to them in just a second. Louisville, number eight seed as of now. How do we feel about them? We haven't seen many games from them as late as they were on COVID pause for almost what felt like the whole month of February. I agree with you. That win over Duke propelled them to the you know the good right side of the bubble. That's they only have one quad and one win. That that's the main reason. Yep. And they have a quad three loss. They play they play at Virginia Tech and then versus Virginia. I think you got to get one of those games. Forty six in the net. The other three teams. That are eight seeds according to Jerry Palm. BYU is twenty in the net. Maryland's twenty nine in the net, and Connecticut is thirty six. So who's the odd man out there? It's Louisville. Louisville. Yep. And I think they get into the field, but that was a must win they got over Duke. I mm-hmm. think if they lost that game, I had I I would have had them dropping out of the field. Yeah. So, and it goes to goes to speak about some of the other teams we're going to talk about here that he, you win a game against Duke and you're up into a number eight seed. So right. it's it, it's wild. Colorado, two impressive wins over UC, USC and mm-hmm. UCLA. I shit on them pretty hard last episode. Did, yep, and they, they heard it, for sure. <laughs> sure they did. They are a number nine seed now. They they are 13 in the net, which is pretty high for being a number nine seed. And they are 19-7, inside the Pac-12. Three quadrant one wins. And, of course, those three quad three losses that look ugly on the resume, mm-hmm. but apparently the net doesn't care about that. Well, I think they don't care about it right now because they, they got the two wins against USC and UCLA last week. So I have them in. Right now I have them solidly in compared to all the rest of these bubble teams. Um, they have a game against Arizona State. That's the last game of their season coming yep. up Thursday. And then the Pac-12 tournament. I think they are a lock. Okay. So, no. Xavier, massive win over Creighton. They are a nine seed according to Jerry Palm as of now. I had Xavier, I believe, on the outside looking in, or maybe I had them. No, I think I had them barely in the tournament. Like your last team, they were on. They were my first team out. <clears throat> yeah, Austin and I both had them out. You had them in, but now we have them in. And they were a team that 
has been in the field for the majority of the season, but they really haven't done anything until this big win yeah. over Creighton. 48 in the net. They have two quad one wins now, three quad two losses. Do the Musketeers make the tournament? You got to take care of business at Georgetown, at Marquette. Yep. Those are the last two games of the season. Same thing Connecticut's got to yep. do. Yep. If they take care of that, then... And if they take care of that... And they win their first game in the Big East tournament. You know, don't lose a doozy to St. John's or, you know, Marquette or Georgetown, something like that. I think they're in. Bonnie's won three in a row and are certainly a lock if they beat Dayton. That is what I wrote down right before. They lost to Dayton. I don't know what we do with St. Bonaventures now. They probably shouldn't even be in this category because they didn't help their case at all by losing to Dayton. And it wasn't pretty. It was 56-52 to the final. St. Bonaventure's, I believe, was a lock if they beat the Flyers, and mm-hmm. they just didn't do it. And so now they probably got to do something in the tournament. Yeah. They're going to be right, I, I I think, with that loss because you're playing in the Atlantic 10. You're 11-4 and four in the conference now. This, I don't. The, the, the stats are not updated yet. They were 2-2 two and two in quad one, 2-1 and one in quad two, and they were 9-0 and oh in the other two quadrants. I believe that loss slots in as a quad two loss against Dayton. I would assume yeah, it could like, be quad three. Yeah. It, it's probably quad two, though. 28 in the net before the loss. I think St. Bonaventures is going to be really close to mm. a last four in now because they were teetering around there. The resume is shaky. It's built on a house of cards yeah. that's ready to crumble. Cool. <laughs> but the thing was, they just kept winning, so... What is the case with a lot of teams is if you keep winning, they can't take you out of yeah, the tournament. That's true. And they take care of business. And they they finally drop one here, and now it's gonna be it's gonna be tight one for for the bodies. I think. Yeah, there we'll see them be like probably last team in, possibly first team out. We'll see how it all shakes out, but I think you gotta hope you play. Trying to see here. If it all, you know, shakes out of the tournament. They should be the one of the two seed in the yeah. Atlantic 10 tournament. Mm-hmm. They are the one. They won the conference. They won it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. they did. Okay. So you got to hope to play. Not St. Joe's, apparently. No. <laughs> Fordham. Yeah, Fordham. Probably like a Richmond, maybe a St. Louis type in the and, and, semifinals. And, and yeah. 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 I know what you mean. Go you you, you got to hope that yeah. you play some decent teams. Yeah. Okay. Or just, you know, win it all. And then you're in. I know. That's the e- easier said than done, yeah. Austin. Well, we we wish luck to the Bonnies in St. Bonaventure. As they look to be our only hope of getting a New York team. In the <laughs> yeah, it sure looks like it. Michigan State, man, we left them for dead. They get a couple of huge resume-changing mm-hmm. wins over Illinois and Ohio State. They did lose to Maryland on Sunday. Jerry Palm has them in the field as a number 11 seed, and they are not a last four in. So they're not comfortably in the field, but they have a little bit of a cushion. What do we think of Sparty? If they would have won that game against yeah, Maryland, solidly, yeah. I wouldn't say they're a lock, mm, but they would have been much more relaxed going to bed Sunday night than they were after losing to the Terps. Yeah. I mean, they got the two key wins that they need to get. They would be Illinois and Ohio State, as you said. They got pretty dis- you know, owned, destroyed by Maryland. Yeah, that was. I mean, I watched a lot of that game. Maryland just controlled the tempo. Yeah. They just 
They kept it to about an 11, 12-point yeah, lead, the and Michigan State time. just didn't have the firepower no. to really go They're, they're a bad three-point shooting team, oh, and they, terrible, couldn't, they couldn't penetrate. They couldn't get it in. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't get it inside, you know, the Aaron Henry or anyone to really attack the glass. So yeah. they had to resort to the three-point shot, and they can't make anything. So. No. No, they can't. But they play Indiana. That's a must-win. you got to win that game. And then they play Michigan twice. Maybe, I mean, you gotta win one, one of them, of right? Them. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. We'll see if little brother can get a win. Yeah. Big brother. Yep. <laughs> Colorado State, they barely played lately. They did beat Air Force on Saturday, and they still have three games left. They're all winnable, and they need to win all of them to get in the field. I think if they do that, they're in the field. Mm-hmm. They're teetering. They're not a last four in, according to Jerry Palm. Where does Joe Lenardi have them as of now? I think he had them out of the field the last time I looked. Mm-hmm. I so. might have. Colorado State is 15-4 and four overall, 12-3 and three inside the Mountain West Conference, 43 in the net. They have two quad one wins and a quad two loss. So... Joe Lenardi has Colorado State as last four and Michigan State as the first four out. Yeah, that, that's yeah. why I remember. So I think we can revisit Colorado State after this week. Mm-hmm. If they win all three of those games, like I've mentioned, yep. I there's think no they're reason locking, to kick them out yeah, of the bracket. No at all. Yeah. I think Utah State helped themselves over the weekend. They did. By moving themselves a little back into the more of the discussion than the, yeah, what they were they're in. They're not really... I don't, they passed Boise I don't State have them in the on here because they're not they're not in the tournament, according to Jerry Palm as of now. But they're another mountain. I think they're that it's tough. I mean, you have San Diego State, who I think is a lock into the tournament, and you have Utah State, Boise State, and Colorado State, who are all kind of up in the air. We don't know if they're gonna get in or not. Yeah. yeah. They leapfrog Boise State in the Mountain West standings. Yes. Yeah, Boise so State's the fourth now. Yep, Utah State. After they were first for a good chunk of the season, it felt like. I think what's really holding them back is they needed to split with Boise State. And Boise State swept them a couple weeks back. Yeah. But they did sweep San Diego State, which is kind of interesting. Well, and you look at that Mountain West, yeah. they all sweep each other. <laughs> it's really fascinating to me. It's just, I mean, you, you talk about that, Boise State, they just needed to split with San Diego State. And that would have been... That would have been a good win on the yeah. resume. And yep. just couldn't get it done. No. Wichita State, five wins in a row. They got a big one over Houston. They're up to a number 10 seed. And they got a head coach now. They do? Isaac Brown. Yeah. He is the permanent head coach now of the Shockers after what was a surprising season for them. I don't think many people saw Wichita no. State making it into the tournament. And it looks as though they're going to do so. As mentioned, that big signature win over Houston really catapulted them to the conversation. Yeah, and, and they're number 10 seed now. They are 66 in the net. So as the kids like to say, the computers do not like them. <laughs> not like them. Two and two in quad one, two and two in quad two. Shockers are just going to have to win out. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, just win. Do, do you think they got to make the you win the tournament or hope they mm. play Houston and lose to Houston or, you know, 66 in the doozy. outside of that Houston win, there's really not Nothing. much on that resume. No. And so I think that's why that's the sole reason they're in this tournament in the bracket as of now, mm-hmm. if they lose a stinker 
at any point before meeting Houston in that conference tournament. It's done. It's over. It's probably done. Yeah. And you got to hope that the teams around you lose worse than you do, mm-hmm. which is going to be hard in that conference. Sorry, American Conference. <laughs> <laughs> Oregon, they beat Stanford and Kale. They keep pace. They're an 11 seed right now, according to Jerry Palm. They are another team that is very close on that bubble line. Jake's shaking his head. I just don't get the Pac-12 this year. Like, there's so many. I, when do we ever get the Pac-12? Like, you act like this I is don't. a one-off for that. <laughs> that's it, Jake? That, that's yeah, all you got. It. Just confused. I confused. have Oregon in. You like Oregon. I do 44 like Oregon. in the net. Play. They had two quad three losses. Mm-hmm. You know how I feel about my quad three losses. <laughs> Which is why, you know, they have them teetering on the bubble right now. Yeah, 16 5 overall, 11 4 in the Pac 12. Um, yeah, Oregon, that's going to be a close call, I think, for them. Joel Nardi has him in as a um, a nine seed at the moment. He's got him in as a nine seed. Okay. Yeah. If they, he says if they lose tonight, uh, he drop him to a ten. So. Were they playing Arizona? That's a tough game. At home, they play Arizona. Okay. Arizona's been a feisty little team this and year. And then they play Wednesday at home versus UCLA, and then Sunday a tough one against Oregon State. I'm oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oregon State. They're they're a bunch of grimy yeah, little fucks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Jesus. And then, uh, last but not least, before we move on here, some of the teams are heading in the opposite direction. I don't... And, okay, so I had North Carolina on here because they took a gross loss to Marquette mm-hmm. that should have never really even happened. And then they somehow rebounded and they beat Florida State. They were an 11 seed, according to Jerry Palm, but they are losing to Syracuse. Let's 60, go! 61-48 to right now. That North Carolina drops out of the field. They lose this game, right? I think at least real. in Jerry's world, Joel Nardi has them as a nine seed too. Okay, Jerry Palm has them as a as an eleven seed and flirting with last four in. I probably they get I think they down from comfortable to last four in territory, I, especially because of their Marquette loss. I don't know. Man. I don't think they should be comfortable regardless. Or you think what first four out ish? But that the four state win really last four in last four in mm-hmm. because. I mean, we talk, we talk about it with all of these games. Every time I look up, Syracuse is on some run. Why <laughs> <laughs> couldn't they do this at the beginning of the year? Yeah, right. But, I mean, you get, you win those games. You have to win these games. Like, yeah. these are games that don't help you in your resume. They only hurt, hurt you. you. And this is going to hurt them. I mean, they can come back. I, if anyone's going to blow a lead, Syracuse is more than willing They're to help the teams, them out. Yep. But with that being said... I, I don't. I think I I would have North Carolina right on that bubble. I would have them move down right about there. Yeah. And if you're Joe Lenardi, they probably move where Jerry Palm has them right now. Jerry Palm has not been kind to North Carolina in the last couple of weeks, from what I've seen. He's had them last four in, first four out, right around that territory. And I gotta assume, come tomorrow morning, five thirty a.m. when Jerry Palm always updates his bracket, which I love. I love. <laughs> North Carolina will probably be on the last four in. Which makes that game against Duke Saturday. Oh, man. Huge. As, as much as I hate to say it, right. I'm kind of looking forward yeah. to watching it. Because, <laughs> I mean, we talked about at the time, whoever lost that game Their season was, was out. Over. But then Duke kind of came to life after that game. Mm-hmm. 
and got a couple of signature wins, pushed themselves back into the bubble conversation. North Carolina was vaulted into the field, and now we're right back to where we started almost. Yeah, right. We'll we'll talk about it, you know, here in a minute. Duke has a huge week coming up where they get to play Georgia Tech in North Carolina, and they have to win those games if they even want to sniff a chance of having an at-large bid. Or else they have to win out and win the ACC tournament. Yep. That's what it's going to come down to for Duke. So for North Carolina, with 5.30 to play in this game, you'll know, listen to this, whether they won or lost, they're losing 61-49. to 49. And that's going to be a, a gut-wrenching loss for North Carolina if they're not able to come back. We move on to the bubble teams that are still in the field, but there was some steps taken back. There's only two of them that I want to talk about here, Austin. LSU. They lose a miserable game to Georgia that you just needed to win. And then they blew a halftime lead to Arkansas, which would have been a huge resume booster for them. They get Vandy, and then they're on the road against Missouri to wrap up the season. Jerry Palm has them as a number 10 seed as of now. I think they were firmly in before these two games. And you had to imagine it was figured we're going to split the week, beat Georgia, and then Maybe squeak out a win against Arkansas, but probably lose. That's the expected result. You lose to Georgia. You put way too much pressure on yourself. You would think a bunch of cheaters would be able to win, right? Sorry. Sorry. Too soon. But they lose to Arkansas, and they are uncomfortably a number 10 seed as of now. I mean, I almost have them as an 11 seed. Mm. Tinkering, because... Okay. They just, I'm, you know, I've said it numerous times. What have you done for me lately? Not much. Not much. And, you know, they that. can score a lot of points, but they don't play any defense. Yeah. And I mean, Cameron Thomas is a, a stud. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. Um, you you got to take care of business against Vanderbilt. Hopefully you'd be able to win that you game. You made that our, our Twitter bio. You got to take, take care, care of business. Yeah, taking care of business. You have to take care of business. Or what have you done? What have you done for me? Yeah. <laughs> um, with the way Missouri's been, you know, trending downward, you almost got to win that game at Mizzou. That'd be a quality win to get you, you know, out of that. Let's focus on Vanderbilt before we move on to Missouri. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that, and then we'll talk about we'll talk about the Missouri game when it gets there. That's the message yep. I would be giving if I was Will Wade. While I was handing yeah, out yeah, I was to just other players. Yeah, he's too busy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was You'll be too busy getting his next recruit. <laughs> or he's busy sliding the toy to the rest. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jerry Palm's last four in. We have Georgia Tech, a team that is, I don't want to say seemingly coming to nowhere because I almost, I almost mentioned them on the podcast last week and I held off on it. But they will not be silenced no more on this podcast. Whoa. Because we can officially discuss about them. Palm has them as a last four in. He has them in the field now. A four-game winning streak. Shut it. (laughs) A four-game winning streak highlighted by wins over Virginia Tech and Cuse. Yellow Jackets are in the field, according to Jerry Palm, as of now. Hey! Yeah, you agree with that? Georgia thinks they're in. Yeah. I think... She heard her name. (laughs) 
the game tomorrow against Duke is massive. Both teams are on the bubble. Massive with the capital D. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Kadari. <laughs> oh, Kadari, come on. But yeah, massive game. Both teams on the bubble. I think obviously winner, you know, takes that next step, moves up in the bubble. Loser gets propelled down. Yeah, it's it's do or die. It's do or die. Yeah. It really is. And Georgia Tech did so much to get here, and there was good amount of buzz around them coming into the year as a team that was. They had all the guys returning. They want to take that next step forward in the ACC, yeah. and they lose to Georgia State and Mercer out of the gates. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, I think everyone thought all hope was lost, and then they beat Kentucky. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh my god, they beat Kentucky, and then. You know, they kind of went through. They they lose to Florida State. They they take care of business in their other two uh, non-conference games. And then they have fared admirably well in the ACC. Mm-hmm. They have a big win over Clemson. And we talked about how impressed we are with Clemson's resume the more you look at it. And as of late, they've just caught fire at the right time. They get Duke a game if they win should keep them in the yeah, tournament yep. and then they have to go to Wake Forest. Gotta win that. To to close out the season. So Georgia Tech is a team that has worked their way into the tournament and I don't think you can knock them out unless they lose now. No, I agree. Which is a good place to be in. Yeah. Control your own destiny. Because what month is it, Jake? March. Yep. There you go. Boise State, we don't really have to spend much time on them because we've discussed them at length. They got swept by San Diego State. They now teeter on that bubble after they've been firmly in for the last few weeks. They were last four in, as mentioned, by Jerry Palm. Go Broncos. There's a lot of shine right now. Yeah, because he doesn't just... know. <clears throat> I think they're in okay. as of now. Obviously, it hurts not being able to snag one of the wins against San Diego State. Yep. Both games are close. But we don't play for close games, Dan. We play for wins. I don't think people realize that. They don't. A win's a win. Win's a win. I'm just looking at this guy. They swept Utah State. They got swept by Nevada. Split with Colorado State. Um, they beat BYU, who we said is currently in the field. That's about it. Um, they play their last, as you said, last games against Fresno State, and then you got the Mountain West tournament. I don't think they're a lock. No, not not at all. Um, so they got to win this game and then do some damage in the Mountain West tournament. Hope you get maybe a Nevada or Utah State, Colorado State type team, and you know win those. But I think. You know, if you lose to San Diego State in the championship or you know, semifinals, as long as you get one of those wins, I think they'll be in, depending on you know Joel, other, how other teams fare in the tournaments as well. Joel Nardi has them as a last four bye at the moment. And he did put this other tidbit in, which I didn't know. If Colorado State uh, wins tonight over Air Force, they hold a tiebreak over San Diego State, so they would actually win the conf- Mountain West Conference. Interesting. Cool. VCU. Decisive wins over Bonnie's, Richmond, St. Louis in the month of February, and then they lose to Davidson on Saturday, and they lost to George Mason the Saturday before that. They're last four in, according to Jerry Palm, as of now. The Rams 
There was a couple, as I mentioned, big wins as of late, but then you sprinkle it in with a couple of gross, gross losses. Yeah, you, don't very know gross. The, you don't know what to get from this Rams team. Austin is shaking his head. I want to put him in. I do. They have two really difficult games at Dayton and at Richmond to close out the season. Oh, they both got canceled. canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. So, what, that puts them as a two-seed in the A-10 tournament? It does. Yes. <clears throat> oh, fine. They're going to have to take care of business. Um, does they take another gross loss? It's it's done. It's over. Kind of the same with Bonnie's. Yeah. That, that man, that like a week ago, is, was it two weeks ago in the Bonaventure and uh, VCU played on Friday night and VCU won. I was like, oh, VCU's a lock. They're in. They're it's over. You know. No, no, they lost and, to George Mason. Uh, George Mason and Davidson. Davidson. And Davidson's not a bad yeah, team, bad, but that's but, just a loss you can't take yeah. if you're trying to make the tournament. Yeah. So and it's going to be tough in the A10 because St. Louis is going to be a seven seed in their own tournament. Yeah. They're yeah. a yeah. solid oh, yeah. team. Yeah. yeah so. I mean, you call them a solid team. They're five and four in that conference, mm-hmm. so they have underperformed, I think, since they came off of that lengthy COVID pause that yeah. they had. We'll get to them in a minute. Uh, Drake is your last team in the tournament as of now. They picked up their second quad three loss of the season after losing to Bradley on the road. I don't know about I was, Drake. Let's talking to Jake about it. Gotta, I think this is one of the more this is the more controversial teams right now because. They're missing two of their best well, players. Players. They have obviously stumbled here down the stretch, in part due to those injuries. I don't know what we do with this Drake team. But so I want to bring this up. How you don't really see it too often. How because I've really ever seen it. How does the committee factor in? You know, say you lose your best player and. You know, uh, I think it's a conversation it's, that comes up every year, yeah. and you have it with a couple of teams that are right on that. I vividly line. remember it. It was probably like three years. What when Notre Dame? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. they had, uh, uh, yeah, Bonzi Colson. Yeah, Bonzi Colson. Yeah. yeah. I think they did. They they missed it. They missed the tournament, right? Well, they missed the tournament. Yeah, and he was coming. He, back he was coming back, and they, were, they won a couple games. Yeah. and just wasn't that's the, I think that's the case that's highlighted the most about that is like the return of a star player come tournament time. I don't, I don't really know to answer your question. That's, the, I think a lot of people want to believe that it doesn't happen, but I think it does. Mm-hmm. It's different them. though, because based on just namesake for school though. Like Notre Dame versus Drake. Oh, yeah. Like, I'd much rather have a Notre Dame in the tournament. I was talking game. to Jake about it the other day. I think they got to either make it to the championship game, lose to Loyola, or just win it. I think that's. I think they have to also. Even hope, if they lose. I think they have to hope that Loyola like, makes the final. Yeah, 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 yeah of course. Yeah. If they're not playing Loyola, then. I don't know. You could say that, but at the same time, you could hope Loyola loses, and, and you have a clear path to yeah. you get a clear path to yeah. the finals, and you just win, and you don't have to worry about losing to Loyola. Yeah, that's the way I would look at it. I think a lot of people have Loyola into the field as of now in a lock, unless something weird happens in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Loyola is sixteen in the net. The computers love them, love them. I don't get it. They have one quad, one win. Four and two and quad two, and they've taken care of business in the other quads. They split with Drake a couple weekends back, and I think that's what Drake has 
it can hang its cap on is the fact that they beat Loyola without their best player, mind you, as well. And man, it's going to be a very fascinating sight to see for Drake if they don't get to that conference tournament championship. How they fare at, at trying yeah. to get an at-large bid? I didn't see this, but Loyola Chicago went to overtime. Yeah, they oh, no, I didn't that. I did not see that. It's not going to be easy for both of these. No, teams. but I don't know if you know this, Jake. A win's win. Still counts as a win, even if you win an <laughs> overtime, and it doesn't. That's true. And seedings don't care if you won an overtime or not. It's not going to be easy. Not going to be easy for both of these teams. Well, no, we talked about tough, the fact yeah. that Loyola had a tougher schedule at the end of the year, and they mm-hmm. managed to scrape by. Yep. And we looked at Drake, and we were like, a couple games there's, on the road, you're there. Here, yeah. Bradley was that one team that we said, like, you got to go on the road and play, play Bradley. There's a chance that you could, you know, have a hiccup. They get to the final game of the regular season and they and they fall on their faces to Bradley. And mm-hmm. so I think that muddies the waters a little bit for Drake. And if they would have won out, I think they would have been a little more comfortable going into their conference tournament. But there's definitely a lot of pressure on them now. You know, it would be hilarious if both of them lose early and then just one, one, get one team gets in. The, like, oh, whoever yeah. would have to get Bradley! Yeah. Bradley! Bradley. <laughs> Come on now! Missouri State is actually yeah, they're pretty a good. fairly good team in yeah. that conference. and. I would say them and obviously Bradley are capable of knocking either one of those teams yeah. off, and so we'll we'll see what happens. That Missouri Valley Conference tournament is going to be one of the more interesting ones that yeah. we see coming up here. We move to the first four out, and a team that we just talked about, the Bell- the Billikens, St. Louis. This team is a team that befuddles me. I don't really think there's enough on the resume, no, but enough. I put this down. I think Drake could be their saving grace. If, Why do you think that? Because if Drake loses and opens up a spot in the tournament and Loyola wins their conference tournament, St. Louis takes care of business. They get a couple of good wins in the A-10 conference. Even if they don't get the automatic bid, I think they could slip in from the back door, if you know what I mean, <laughs> into the tournament. Wink, wink. Yeah. Uh, I agree with that. I think they're going to they're gonna need help. They're going to need help, yes. though. But. It could happen. You never know. It's March. It is March. Right, Jake? It is, yeah. Duke, I think we've talked about them enough. They got two games they have to win this this week. They're both on the road, which is very tough. Matthew Hurt has been playing the lights out lately. He had a career-high 37, I believe, the Mm -hmm. other night in the loss to Louisville. If he can continue to play well, maybe get a little help from Jalen. Oh, wait. (laughs) Maybe from (laughs) too soon. Duke has a chance, as much as I hate to say that. They have a chance, but it's going to be a, a tough road, two yeah. games on the road, and they probably are going to need some help, I would say, along with St. Louis, if they want to get an at-large bid. It's, yeah. it's far-fetched, I think, as of now. Mm-hmm. But, obviously, you have to take care of business. Remember that. Seton Hall. <laughs> <laughs> I had them in the tournament last uh. week before they threw up all over themselves. Losses to Georgetown and Butler pretty much all but did them in. I think a lot Does of these he still teams, have them in, Jake? Someone did. Lenardi, I thought, oh, had them wow. in. I, Lenardi had them in, I thought. Oh, the last time I looked, he he had them in. Jerry Palm does not, obviously, um, as I just said. I don't get it. Uh, Excuse yeah. my French here, but, I mean, who the fuck have they used? Excuse my French. <laughs> God. Like... Yes, Joe Lenardi has seen Hall as the last four teams. They're going to be that team. What are they in the net? Uh, like, do the 53. Like 53. 53 in the net. Oh. 
53 in the net, three and six in quad one, three and three in quad two, and they have a quad three loss as well. I'm trying to look for a signature win here. Xavier. Yeah. It's uh, they lost both, both games to Creighton and Villanova. Speaking of throwing up on yourselves, Syracuse is a five-point game now. Speaking of Cuse, is when put uh, Cuse back up on the bowl? No. no. It's a, I, I think that's a legitimate question because Jerry Palm, for some reason, has not moved them out of the bubble conversation. They're still in here. And they're – okay, so outside of, like, pretty much every team that we talked about, like, they're basically the only team that's either not in the field – or not a last four in or out that is somehow still on this list. <laughs> so I don't really know what that means. We got them right where we want them. Yeah, I'm sure we do. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other first four out for Jerry Palm is Stanford. They pretty much watch their tournament hopes go up yeah, in flames yeah. with a loss at home to Oregon State. Now, they get a game at USC on Wednesday, which I guess gives them some remnants of hope but it's pretty much a long shot for the Cardinal as of now. I believe Oscar De Silva's hurt. Ooh, didn't see that. I thought I I thought I caught that. Something happened with him. Hmm. He's their best player by far. Yeah. And another underwhelming season for Stanford. Yeah, I thought they were going to be good. Zaire Williams coming in as a top five recruit yeah. in the in the class yeah, and fared well. No, I mean, there were some hiccups along the way. Remember when he sat out a couple of yeah, games and no one could really sure. figure out why he was. Not sure what that was all about. Um, and it's been a couple of years now since I can remember Stanford really being relevant. Yeah, nothing vivid comes to my head. No. no. He had a foot injury that he had in practice. So. Yeah. All good practice. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, so... That wraps up Jerry Palm's last four in, first four out. Austin, are there any other teams here that you were just itching to discuss that you had down in your notes? Um, Indiana, we didn't really touch on that. Over Minnesota, they're bad. (laughs) More of a laughable matter at this point. Lost to Northwestern and Nebraska last week, all but did them in. Yeah, and that's it's it is insane. To think that they beat Michigan, handed them their only loss of the season, swept Iowa, right? Split, yeah, split, split, yep. split, sorry. Split. But just, I mean, those are two top ten teams in the country. They beat Ohio State as well. And they beat Ohio, the three teams that all have legitimate chances to win the NCAA tournament. Yep. And you're not even going to get into the tournament because you just, I mean, it was, it was sad to see at the end of the year really what happened to them. And... That's all I got to say about that. Right now, they're an 11 seed in the Big Ten. Oh, they're going to stay in the NCAA. No, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it was a very sad demise for the Gophers, along with the Hoosiers as well, who they just don't deserve to be in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Them in Minnesota, you watch them play of late, and it's just they don't look like a tournament yeah. team. There's a, there's a difference between a team that looks like they belong to be in the tournament or actually wants to be in the tournament it doesn't really look like either one of them yeah. do so i know we've gone long here we can get out of here jake do you have a shit show shit show of the week no I nothing nothing yeah. caught your eye no, nothing nothing stuck out to me this week good effort from you <laughs> good stuff anything else austin 
Um, next week, what next Monday, we'll have our conference, oh, conference tournament, tournament breakdowns. Yep, yep, yep. 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 We'll yep, that'll be try fun. and decipher through who actually is playing their conference yep. tournaments. That'll be that, fun yeah. in itself. And then, uh, oh, God, Syracuse. Uh, oh, man. Boy, boy, boy. It, is, boy. it is getting closer by the second. Anyway. <laughs> well, that uh, – Last year, it was our most listened to episode. Yes, it was. What, conference previews? Yeah. Wow. Going to be some yeah. big shoes to fill. Yeah. We've come a long way since then. The fans only love that episode. Uh, so. yeah, yeah, apparently. Not the Arkansas ones, though. <laughs> <laughs> for Austin Atwood, JQ3, yours truly, Dan Cooter, thanks for listening to another episode of the One and Done College Basketball Podcast. It's March, baby. We're here. Finally. Goodbye.